And he also proposed a 10-year plan to transition to to an actualization of the already nominally existing multi-party democracy, uh, basically the National Front. Right, yeah. So I read an article uh, from the 70s, uh, 79, I think. And they talk about, with no context, they say that part of the action program, because Dubček's proposals get codified, right, into the Communist Party's action program. Yeah. For for the year 1968. And they describe it as a slow transition to a multi-party democratic system. Yeah. Which makes it sound like he's proposing to adopt Western European parliamentary politics right. as the formal as the formal uh, which they explicitly state they are not trying right. to do instead they're talking about the fatherland front which is a collection of fatherland front is austria the fascists in austria oh <laughs> the, not the, that the national front the national front oh big, okay sorry the, the fatherland front was the uh the heimwehr and the uh austrian uh, oh yeah, yeah 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 okay these proposals to turn the national front into uh, like every party in it gets to basically compete with each other for how to manage Czechoslovak socialism. Right. Because every every organization in the National Front is officially socialist. a socialist organization. Right. Either it could be Christian socialist or social democratic or communist or whatever. But I think that that's important because yeah. like, you actually don't come across that very much. It just no. sounds like, oh, they want to get rid of the socialist system. It's funny. The, uh, the Soviets... Or the the hardline Stalinists, the Soviets, and the West agree that that's what the Czechs were trying to do. Mm-hmm. The Czechs, however, Czechoslovaks, however, would say something different. Um, okay, so one of the things that happened was immediate freedom of the press was granted, freedom of assembly, freedom of travel, and it, the power of the secret police was curbed. So people were no longer arrested for their opinions. Mm. Like, all of a sudden, for the first time since 1948. Which, again, is the situation in the Soviet Union at the time. Right. That's so, what the Khrushchev thaw was, was they, they were like, okay, everybody who's in the gulag for anything other than very serious crimes is just released. Right. And, uh, of course, there was still censorship in the Soviet Union. Yeah. And um, there, this, however, got rid of censorship completely. A complete removal of censorship. Suddenly, the country all of a sudden became immensely interested in politics and its fate and the the effect that they could have on their fate. TV aired, political debates, uh, tape recorders flew off the shelves as citizens taped every single political broadcast that they could find, listened to it over and over again in order to be able to digest the concepts, in order to be able to discuss them laid into the night in the bars, in the coffee shops. Impromptu political discussions popped up all over the place in public places. And one taxi driver was said to have, uh, was noted to have said that his, his customers no longer talk about football. They just want to talk politics. Um, it sounds good. A sounds fal- like just, that's the way you want. <laughs> yeah. A false air of sovereignty set in as Czechoslovaks took their destiny into their own hands. Regular Czechoslovaks took their destiny in their own hands. Workers, students, everyone. So, at the 20th anniversary celebration of Victorious February, Dubček announced the action program of the KSC, which is is what you mentioned, right? And all of this stuff is codified in the action program. So, he was 
Dubček said he was guided by the principle that, quote, socialism must provide a fuller life of the personality than any bourgeois democracy.